Oh yeah. It's Tuesday morning, and it's time for back door cover. Hit it. What's really good, fam? It Micah. It's the newly married Bradley Key. Hello, hey, Brad. What's up, Micah? What's going on, brother? What's really good? How's it feel to be married? You know, feels pretty damn good. Life's good for me. It feels Big good congrats. to. Uh, it feels good to get through something difficult like that during COVID, man. That was not an easy undertaking. Well, you did it. I had a great time at your wedding Saturday. Brad is now a married man after a, a one delay. He's back. He's off the market, ladies. I know there are a lot of backdoor baddies listening that are heartbroken now. <laughs> Doubtful, but okay. But uh, we are back as well. I did record uh, the first ever solo podcast in backdoor cover on Saturday before UFC 252. I thought it was important to talk about that. You call him uh, Coward? I did, also, I did. I went full Cowherd, and I also picked uh, Stipe Miocic to retain the heavyweight championship, which he did. Ooh. So I'm obviously getting caught up on me. my cue. I, I'm going to listen to you go solo on it, but yeah. Well, I've I said very nice things about you as well. You did, then but I'm definitely going to have to listen. None of that's really important. What's mm. important now is that basketball is happening. The playoffs are underway. They are exciting as hell. And uh, we're going to talk NBA. We're going to talk a little bit about college football and the things going on on campus. Uh, just a quick touch on that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think we're that's kind of the big it. stuff. For the record, the Let's, Bucks and Magic are at halftime right now. Bucks down 10. Yes, as we record here Tuesday at 1.50 p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time, which would be a, a big surprise considering yesterday's uh, basketball highlights. Or yesterday, I think all of the, quote, home teams, the higher-seeded teams, won all went 4-0 yesterday. Mm. Um, tremendous games from the beginning to the end, starting with that, that first game with Utah and... Uh, why can't I pull up some Utah like versus the Nuggets, Denver. Yeah, Utah versus Denver in overtime win for the Nuggets, 135-125. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, 57 points, 9 boards, 7 assists. And then Jamal Murray yeah. on the other side, 36, 5 rebounds, 9 assists. Uh, yeah, Mitchell had 51 in in uh, in regulation. So good Lord. he did get 6 more in overtime. I saw uh, some post than, that he he joins Elgin Baylor and Michael Jordan as the only player to ever score that many in a in a single game, a playoff game. Wow, doesn't seem right, but that can't be right. I'm uh, sure the Wilt's NBA gone for 57. It. Huh. Well, shouts to him. Uh, not enough to get the job done. Denver, Denver's got a lot of weapons, man, and Jokic is is just the Joker's unbelievable. Just watching him play. Plus, they got these young guys, these guards that can really shoot it. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. stepping into threes. It was uh, fun to watch. Nuggets, 135-125. MPJ got the start. Game. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty much firmly uh, stepped into that starting three-man role uh, for Denver, which I think raises their ceiling a little bit because that dude can can get you 30 on any, any night. Um, Denver's uniforms were fucking amazing. With yeah, the rainbow and the black, those are real tight. I heard uh, a shouts to uh, my other sports podcast, Too Much Dip. KJ Ellis, one of the co-hosts, said that it looks like Jokic is just playing uh, water polo because <laughs> he's just like so tall and just like throws the ball over the top of everybody. 
and he moves so slow. Yeah, he just runs the offense from the from the elbow, just tosses passes over everyone else's head. It's amazing. Uh, it's fun to watch them. And Utah played well. Um, you know, you would have liked to see him get one. We head into these series though. There is no home court advantage, so it doesn't. It's not like you lose game one and it's any worse than losing. You know, although you don't get the advantage of going home to to get the home crowd on your side in three and four, the be, the best teams are going to win these series. Basically. Well, and the other thing to notice or to note is that uh, the Jazz purposefully lost toward during the whatever the restart during the bubble, so they wouldn't have to face Houston. And now Russ is is shook up and and may miss a few games with uh, I think it's a hamstring injury or something. So yeah, they this wanted is, the uh, Nuggets biting them in the so. ass. Yeah, it's tough to lose that first one. They made some mistakes down the stretch. There was an eight-second call with about a minute left, mm. uh, which you very rarely see ever, especially at the end of the game. I, my uh, stance is to no-call that, throws. by the way. What's that? My stance is to no-call that eight-second call. That's kind of bush. Well, if you want to talk bush, we'll get to the, the call in the uh, in the <laughs> latest game. We'll go through all four of these. Okay. Uh, the Raptors smoked the Nets. They were up 33 in the first half. Uh to the surprise Brooklyn, of nobody. Actually, I guess not. I don't know if it was the first half, but at some point. Uh, Brooklyn did come back and cut it to like eight at one point in the fourth quarter, but uh, then then uh, the Raptors put it back on them. 134-110. Van Fleet was just raining threes. There's not a lot else to say about this series. Nobody gives a shit about uh, New Jersey. Or, uh, yeah, they're not from New Jersey. They play in Brooklyn. They have for like 10 years. So Let me ask uh, if you I know this player. New Jersey. Timothy Luwawu Kabarat. You know that name? I uh, didn't know. I'm unfamiliar with that. Pretty name. sure I botched the, the uh, pronunciation. In fact, I guarantee uh, yeah, it. Yeah, I don't their know who scorer. you're talking about, but I'm sure you misspelled that. He's, you he's the, it. He was their leading uh, points getter for the Nets. He played 33 minutes off the bench. He was the God, one, two, like the 11th man off the bench. Too. <laughs> the he Nets are digging deep, man. Minutes. They got in, they got injuries all over the board. Um, so yeah, this is not a surprise. In fact, I thought They're this was the most team, lopsided at this point. Yeah, I thought this was the most lopsided of all of the playoff matchups, and that includes Bucks versus Orlando. I think the Raptors are just going to murder the Nets, and they did in Game One. Yes. Well, we'll see what happens with Orlando. Uh, that game's still ongoing. Uh, moving on, there's not much else to say about that. The Raptors. This looks like a, a four-game sweep. Uh, the 76ers fall to the Celtics, 109-101. Sixers, Sixers had a chance. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was, no, no, you go I ahead. was going to say Ben Simmons is out, so this is obvious news to everybody listening that's an NBA fan. But, yeah, without Simmons, there's no one to, to bottle up Jason Tatum, and it showed because he went off, man, 32-13. and 13, uh, Yeah, boards. Celtics really executed down the stretch. Uh, they outscored the Sixers by 12 in the fourth quarter. Sixers missed key free throws that could have kept the game close. Mm. They just came up short. Like I, This is just more the same with the 76ers team, I feel like. They're just disappointing. They do stuff that does not live up to their, their skill level. Um, Embiid's numbers were good, man. 26 and 16 boards. I mean, he's going to have to go for 35 every night. And they don't have anybody else who rebounds. Um, but, you know, he's got to do better. Uh, they they can't beat the Celtics without without uh, Simmons. There's just no way. This looks like a five game series to me. You think if it so? didn't already, yeah. And then uh, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say the late game. Unless you got anything else on the on the Celtics. My the only thing is that uh, uh, like looking at Twitter, whatever the internet, they're talking about how it's possible that by surrounding Joel Embiid with three point shooters, 
could make them a better team as opposed to having Simmons on the court. But it's just it's just not even close. Like it's not even nearly the same thing. And really, the biggest dif- problem is on the defensive end. They don't have that elite All Star stopper of of the ball. So yeah, yeah, it's a problem. The internet they, never they, knows. That's true. And then uh, the the game the internet was most upset about last night. <laughs> <laughs> the Clippers won 18, the Mavericks won 10. Uh, a terrible, terrible, unexcusable, pathetic, lame as hell. Mm. Terrible. Did I mention terrible? Uh, ejection for Chris Bosport-Zingas, who probably shouldn't have gotten the first tech and absolutely should not have gotten ejected for doing nothing. There was a, It wasn't even the scuffle. He, he didn't come in and touch anybody. And he got ejected. It was pathetic. I don't know why the league can't review this and say, whoa, 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 whoa. we got to take this back. What point and of the game killed, was that? Do you know? It killed the Mavericks. It happened in the second quarter, I think. Yeah, he only, um, put out, he only had 20 minutes, so it's pretty early. Yeah, it happened early. It was either the second or right in the beginning of the third quarter. Um, I, I can't believe that happened. I, I'm I'm as angry as, I mean, I don't even like the Mavericks, but I was furious. What are you talking uh, about? You're a Mavs fan for life. You have a plaque. I threw it away. <laughs> Just when they got good, you threw away the plaque. That's right. Boban got five, uh, 13 minutes last night, though, mm. so I, I do love that. Um, this is fun. This series is fun, and but this this game is ruined by this fucking weak ejection of Porzingis. Uh, it just doesn't make like it ruins the product. Like this is a, a yeah. competitive matchup, and why would you ever want this? And like, there's no benefit to this for anybody. I wonder what happened. I wonder where the disconnect was i don't know luca was amazing last night 42 points more than any player in their first playoff game in nba history he also had 11 turnovers which is more than any player in the first game in nba history yeah he he almost had a quadruple double because he had nine assists seven boards uh 11 turnovers and a 42 point stat line he was uh actually minus 14 for yeah that's that's not good too many turnovers but dude's incredible that though i'm looking forward to the rest of the series they can get a they can get a game or two off the Clippers. Oh, Although the Clippers, I mean, the Clippers, I know they're the Clippers, and they're a franchise that's historically been an absolute joke, but they have Kawhi Leonard, and they just close out games. They have they the strongest roster me, start to finish of anybody in the league. They just remind me of the Spurs five years ago. They're just going to be professional. They're not going to make mistakes. They're not going to turn the ball over. If you score in the half court in the last three minutes on them, it's going to be incredibly difficult. And they're not going to make mistakes, and they just they won the game. Um, and if, if you're if you're Luka Doncic, could you imagine having Patrick Beverly, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard there in front of you as the three guards who could f- potentially be either guarding you or being switched off onto you? Yeah, like, they could throw Montrez at him. That's like the biggest like, fucking nightmare I could possibly imagine. It is, but I mean, he played well, I, and he won't make that many mistakes next time. They came out and made a bunch. They got down ten nothing to start the game, and then came roaring back. Yeah, uh, this was a, a fun one to watch. The only thing I'll say about these games, and I said it when we start first watching the games in the bubble, the only time you miss the crowd is the last six minutes. You think so? When these games get close and you're going down the stretch, somebody tweeted like, "Oh, I could, you know, the crowd would be really awesome here," and it, and it just stuck in my head because it's just not the same when these dudes hit big shots and there's there's nothing happening. Yeah. Um, but the rest of the game, the first three quarters of the game, it's perfect. And the NBA is doing a great job. But so uh, there's that. And, and we might have an upset brewing in the Orlando game. But 
we'll see. I, something tells me we'll, Milwaukee will come back and win that game by the Chances time you're listening to this podcast. Yeah. Uh, as we move into the third. It's still halftime uh, with Orlando up 10 on the Bucks. Uh, later today, we've got the Heat and Pacers, followed by Thunder and Rockets, the series I'm most excited about, followed by Blazers and Lakers, another series I'm pretty excited about. So what you are you most on... excited about? What's that? What's, which series are you most hyped about? Is there one that, you, that sticks out Thunder among Rockets. others? Yeah, Thunder Rockets seems like the most interesting to me as the well. The Chris Paul revenge tour is just what I want. He's so petty. Against you, the team uh, that traded him, have you even without to, Russ, I'm excited. Agreed. Have you listened to the uh, Zach Lowe, um, David Thorpe NBA preview yes. pod yet? It, is that not the greatest podcast every single year when that hits my thread? I'm just like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, it is it, the you best You put everything podcast. else on pause except for backdoor cover and, and listen to that one right Yeah, because we'll probably just steal their takes, but that's the podcast, man. Yeah. That's the one. That's the one. Yep, I'm with you. Uh, you have any thoughts on Lakers and Blazers? Uh, I think Lakers roll them. I do. I think that the yeah. Trailblazers have been basically playing like game sevens for the last three weeks, and I don't. I just I don't see how they hold up energy wise. Um, I think the Lakers have been sandbagging. I think that LeBron's going to come out and be LeBron. Uh, Anthony Davis is whatever top three in the league player in the league. I just I think they're too much, and especially in a playoff setting, I think it's just going to be too much for the Blazers. So. That's my CJ's opinion. CJ's got a broken back. CJ's Spinal. playing with a broken back. What a, what a maniac. With a broken freaking back. Spinal. Um, it's been, they've been fun to watch. I mean, the only thing I will say is the Lakers uh, could really use some defensive guards like Rondo and, and Avery Bradley. Uh, Rondo's close to being back, I believe. Well, they're not playing tonight. Um, that being said, I mean, Anthony Davis could go for 50 a game in that series. And might so, um, yeah, hoops, it's been good. I love it, it's back, exciting stuff. Have you been watching any streaming? I think I'm gonna have to pop it on here after we hop off this call and watch it while I'm working. Uh, well, there's games on all day, four yeah. games a day, every day throughout the first round. Now would Remarkable. be the time, yeah. Uh, the Celtics, uh, Gordon Hayward is out four weeks oh, with no. an ankle sprain, yeah. Yeesh. That must it, be a bad sprain. I mean, it. Well, you think about it. He. I think it was his. Um, what's the? What's the? It's Achilles, right? Didn't he uh, pop his Achilles, and that was hurt him back two yeah, years ago? Yeah, this was this was like halfway through the fourth quarter the other night. They hung on without him. But you would think uh, that that would make your ankles re- like weakened, right? If you had popped your <laughs> Achilles yeah. tendon, seems reasonable, logical. Mike Conley will be back in the bubble for Game Three or could be back in the bubble for game three. He left for the birth of his son. Can't get too mad about that. Yeah. Um, Reasonable. Apparently a broadcaster for the Hornets uh, sent out a tweet where uh, instead of saying the Nuggets, he tweeted the N-word. Mistyped racial slur. Yeah. He tried Not to claim good. that there was some autocorrect. Uh, uh, if it's autocorrecting, then you you're in big trouble still. Yeah. You, yeah that's a learned behavior that. from your computer. Yeah, that's that's bad. Not great. Uh, that's it for for NBA headlines. Um, let's move for a little while on college hoops. I know we've got hotline calls, but we'll we'll take those another time. Okay. Um, I should also mention Brad is headed on his honeymoon on Thursday. Very exciting Boston. times. 
Yeah, you're shipping out to Boston. Yep. So we will not be recording next week, uh, at least not with Brad. I might get a pod with, with Coach Bobby or with, with the Titan High guys or somebody. I'll be back uh, Thursday. We'll, so if we want to get a late week one, we could do that too. But if, yeah, by all means, uh, we will line continue up Coach to get you some. We'll continue to get you some content, uh, even while Brad's out uh, enjoying enjoying his wedding uh, afterglow, if you will. Uh, you have any thoughts on what's happening with college football? The uh, SEC announced their schedule last night. I don't know if you heard, but they seem to be going uh, full steam ahead, right? That's what it seems like. I don't know if you heard the news, Brad, but uh, Alabama's going to lose Week One because they have to go to Columbia, Missouri. They are in big, big trouble, Micah. Yeah. We want Bama, and we're going to get Bama first week of the year. How much of a power move is it that the SEC is like, fuck it, we'll, we'll play. We'll just play interleague. It's a championship anyways. I mean, you know, I don't know if you saw the videos that, that went viral over the weekend of all these college kids back on campus in Oklahoma and in Alabama and in other I places. I did not. Oh, there's just parties. Wild? They just look like every Friday at Fieldhouse. It's just a fucking rager. These kids are, I mean, COVID is here. And uh, North Carolina, in fact, today canceled all classes. Like they're they're making their classes all online, um, but yet they're going to expect the, the the football players to keep playing. The things are kind of fucked. What a nightmare I mean, I, for police, right? If you have to go break up a two hundred person college party of people just being blacked out drunk, and it's just a like cesspool of COVID in this place, probably. Like, oh no doubt. I, I'd, I'd be having my megaphone like knocking on the door with a thirty foot rod and being like, "Get out of there, you kids." Since when did college kids ever listen to police, though? Well, true. Not by the hair on my chinny chin chin. <laughs> that was a great. That was a. Uh, wasn't that one of yours? No, that was Gregor. That oh. was. That was. Yeah. When the police were knocking. That's 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 good stuff. Anyway, uh, by the way, Orlando is now only a three-point lead against Milwaukee, so Milwaukee's already start, storming back to start the second half. That lead has um, been cut. Yeah, I mean. I, I talked about it a little bit on the podcast on Saturday, but it sort of makes sense that the the Big Twelve and the and the ACC are just saying like the Big Twelve moved their start their first week a month back, like the SEC already did, and like I don't you know what I, I don't see why you go ahead and cancel right now. Like let's get the college kids back on campus. There's I mean I think there's a better than fifty percent chance that once the kids come back on campus, it's going to be COVID fest all over the place. And you're going to have to cancel it. But, like, I don't understand why you cancel it before the kids get back. Yeah. Um, but Either that or they will have the all Ten lived so riskily that. they've already caught it and maybe have antibodies. I don't know. Uh, you know what? I don't think any administrator, like, wants to say that out loud and actually, like, admit to that. But it's not a great thing to hope for either. I mean, people may be hoping for it, but we'll see what happens. I, I'm... Uh, I'm skeptical we're going to have college football. I heard Paul Feinbaum yesterday, who I mm-hmm. try and avoid listening to, but he, he was on so the Tony bitter. Kornheiser show, and he says there's no way football in the spring is going to happen. Like the, There's just no way you can have two football seasons within a calendar year. Uh, How does he mean I, there's no way? Does he mean there's no way that it'll happen in the sense that there won't be a champion after that when like you bring a no, ball in spring? No, like he just doesn't think that you can play two football seasons in one calendar year. There's just not enough time. Oh, so he's saying that these reports that the Big Ten could move it to the spring semester, there's no chance that will happen. He just doesn't think it can happen logistically. Mm. Which maybe so he thinks that like if the SEC cancels or pushes the to the the spring, then we're just not going to have football. I'm not so sure. I think there's so much money out there, um, and so we'll see. We'll see. I you know, 
nothing we can do now. And I, I mean, I think you just wait to see where when all these kids come back onto campus and where we are a month from now. But I mean, the I, football players have been on campus for at least a month now, right? I remember seeing all sorts of training videos from Mizzou. I don't think it's been quite that long, but at least a, a couple of weeks. Um, huh. We'll see. I mean, you know, you should be able to try and keep these kids safe. But, I can't believe we have to open up versus fucking Alabama. Yeah, Mizzou, uh, by the way, each of the SEC schools will play the eight scheduled SEC games they had, and then they get they were assigned two additional games uh, in sort of a random fashion. Nobody knows how, and the league won't like confirm how amongst they other the last inter- two games. like another SEC team twice. Is that what happens? No, 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 no. So you, you there's 14 SEC schools, right? Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay, you Go have ahead. eight eight games that were already scheduled, and then they they assigned each team two other games. Nobody really knows how. Apparently there was a conference call with uh, coaches from the SEC and like three or four coaches like started screaming, like announce how this happened. They claim Missouri's coach was not one of them, although I kind of wish he was because Mizzou, in addition to playing uh, Georgia and uh, Florida, will also pick up, uh, how about Alabama and LSU for the, the two the two pickup games? They play eight, uh, four teams ranked in the top eight to start the season. I'm, I'd be more worried about the football schedule than the COVID killing our players. That's yeah. That our is, kids, our kids th- might die starting the season against Alabama. Alabama, LSU, Florida, Georgia. Sounds sounds like a pretty tough schedule. Could be could be a rough one for uh for old Coach Drink. All right, they're gonna have to be we, recruiting players off of the the rec out of the rec center by the end of the season. I think, man. Gotta imagine. Gotta imagine the uh, the walk on program is going to be important. All right, that's it. That's all I got, Brad. You got anything else you want to talk about? That's it, and that's all, baby. Boom! Subscribe to my newsletter. The link is in the description. You know that, of course. Mind of Micah. If you want to send Brad a wedding gift, uh, just Venmo me at Micah Weiner. You, you're the best him. at soliciting gifts. <laughs> Till next time. Mm, bye bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs>